0: You are tuned in to the Worry Less, Pray More show. Today, we're going to talk about the prayer before the prayer. Man, what does that even mean? Well, stay locked in to find out. And here's Chris.
1: Hey, welcome to the Worry Less, Pray More radio show. I'm Chris Seinwechter. I'm your host for today. And I'm here with my main man. Pots and pans, TJ Laurie. <laughs> how you doing, TJ? I'm good, man. How uh, was your Thanksgiving, which yo, was last week? It,
0: it was great, man. You know, we did the whole thing. Uh, we're still getting used to the whole like being married. Is you know, it's coming up on three years, but still trying to like process through how do we do holidays since you have All your right. family who you want to be with, I have my family who I want to be with, and how do we do this together? But you know, That's make it make cool. it happen. So we did my family in the morning, and then ate. A Thanksgiving lunch, I guess you could say, with my, my side of the family. And then we quick drove back from Elmer, Salem County, to Northfield to have dinner
1: with Sarah's two side of the family. Two ends of the world. Of the world. If people really knew. We're, they're both in New Jersey, but Elmer and Northfield, you just hit two different Oh yeah. Uh, places. I love them both, by the way. And I love how they're both different. You know what I mean? Definitely. So that's awesome. I mean, Salem County is where Elmer is, and Atlantic County is where Northfield is. Salem County is the only place in New Jersey that has a live rodeo. Oh, yeah, and it's one of the oldest rodeos in the nation. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Cowtown.
0: Yeah, Cowtown. It's pretty awesome. But, yeah, man, we we really enjoyed it. Um, It was a little bit easier than years past uh, just because our families were willing to work with us, which was nice. Right. Um, But, yeah, man, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was awesome. It, It really was. We went to my in-laws my mother-in-law uh house and my sister rosemary uh, my wife's my wife is the eighth out of eight and rosemary is the first and you know so she uh puts out a spread actually my wife Lori pretty much cooked uh, most of everything except for the turkey so it, it was just good good time of fellowship good time of friends and family so yeah thanks man thanksgiving That's awesome. thanksgiving is one of my favorite uh times of the year yeah same I yeah. love Thanksgiving. It's, all, it's always good because it makes you, like we talked about last week on the radio broadcast, it talks, you know, makes you think about giving thanks. Like, what are you thankful for? You know? And that's what, of course, we covered some of that. We, we uh, went into that last week, but so it's a great time of the
0: year. Definitely. You just mentioned something I didn't realize we had in common. Your wife is one of eight.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Your wife is one of ten. Ten, yeah. Oh, shit. How many siblings do you have? Five, five. Oh, so
0: you come from a big family too. Yeah, I'm one of
1: two, which is like,
0: yeah, it's a big, it's a world different, like just like Salem County to Atlanta County. It's worlds different.
1: Oh yeah, man. Like my wife was telling me, you know, four brothers, right? All of them athletes. My wife is an athlete, but when they delivered pizza to the house, like, if she didn't fight for that one slice, she didn't get it. Oh, yeah. Because they don't, like, if their parents were working or not home, they, they, those dudes didn't care. You know what I mean? And she literally had the her and her sisters had to, like, go after that pizza when the pizza guy came. And she was telling me these stories. I'm like, holy cow. You know what I mean? Yeah, Things, things you grew up with, you know what I mean? You're fighting for pizza. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. So today man i think uh i think it's going to be a good show of course we're staying in the thread and and talking about prayer but i know god laid something on your heart to talk about
0: yeah man i mean so last week was thanksgiving so we did the whole um having a spirit of thankfulness um and we what did we say we said you stop worrying you pray about everything and then you have a spirit of thankfulness if i'm quoting that right
1: yep um yeah philippians 4 6 says and again i don't have it before me but it says don't worry about anything pray instead in other words instead pray about everything with thanksgiving present your request unto god you know that's what that's what it says so a great verse i use it all the time and uh because i you know i tell people all the time that you can pray about you know anything and anything means anything you know what i mean so parking spot milkshake golf swing all these other things that i prayed about in my lifetime uh Certain arrests that I had to make as a trooper, you know what I mean? I'd go to the Lord, and often people say, well, how can you pray about that? I was in a church in Violin. You're familiar with Violin, And uh, I was in a Violin. and the first thing, they sat me down. They went through an eight-week series of the Worry Less, Pray More book. The, the, the entire church did in Violin. So on the eighth week, they brought me in, sat me down. I did a and a Q&A, question and answer. And the first question was the lead pastor said, how can you pray for your golf swing? He says, ah, he goes, that's awesome, but, you know, like, how do you, how do you get there? And I got there because God is my father, and Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. So, I I picture God as a father, like, in my mind, I picture him as my father, and so that's why it gives me that freedom, sets me free in my heart and my spirit to go to God for my golf swing, you know, and, uh, and people often worry, well, that. you know, you shouldn't pray about your golf swing, or you shouldn't pray about this, but, Listen, if you're praying about something, right, that's not God's will, guess what? It ain't going to work anyway because it says in Philippians or First uh, John 5, 14, if you pray anything according to God's will, God hears you. And it also says in James that you have not because you ask amiss, meaning you ask with selfish motives. But I don't think if you have other avenues to do something, meaning like if you got an avenue to go to a golf pro and pay money and, and seek his advice on getting a golf swing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're honoring, if your prayer is honoring to God, meaning you're going like, Lord, you know how to do this. You're the Lord God of the universe. You know how to hit a golf ball. You created golf balls. You know what you're doing, Lord. I'd rather spend time talking to you on a driving range than you know talking to anybody else. And I think God's like, really? I'm honored. You know what I mean? I got 7.8 billion people on the earth. I got one kid here asking me about his golf swing. I'm going to honor that. You know what I mean? So that's you got to look at it as father, son, father, daughter all the time, and it kind of puts it in perspective. That's how I get away with praying about a golf swing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. And something uh, you kind of tipped off into as you were going that way was there. There are reasons that our prayer doesn't get answered. So it's been on my heart with you know with Thanksgiving in mind, um, just wondering. Well, well, what are we? How are we supposed to feel if our prayers hmm. aren't answered? And and just going even before that is. If we're supposed to feel a certain way, we should probably understand why maybe our prayers aren't being answered. And you already hit one of those points right there. But if I was going to ask you a question, I would say just jumping out at you right away, what could be the first reason that a prayer you pray to God may not be answered or in answered in the way that you expected it to be?
1: Right. Well, first, well before you before you said that question, you know, asked me that question, what could do it? You know, I would I would have said first, you know, first of all, you got to pray right? I just want to tell everybody to all our listeners, when it comes to prayer, God is what I call a pro-prayer God. You know what I mean? I mean, he loves to answer prayer. Matter of fact, prayer was his idea. He's the one who created it. So I want to take that stigma away that, you know, like, oh man, I don't know if God's going to, you know, this or or any other. No, listen, God wants us to pray, but there are circumstances, there are reasons why prayer doesn't get answered. And to your point, I think the main reason, you know, if I could, well, there's a lot of my, you know, but I said, let's see, if I were to pick one, it would be God's will. First John five fourteen. If I pray anything according to God's will, God hears me. So I think sometimes we're praying that maybe something that is outside the will of God, right? Yeah, and sometimes
0: that's obvious. You know, it's like oh, I prayed for something, but that's just my flesh. You right. know, sometimes it's obvious to know that that it's. It's me that wants that and it may not be the will of God but other times how how do you know that it's outside the will of God
1: yeah that's a great question I mean uh, it says in Ephesians do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is you know what I mean so God is not keeping his will a secret he wants us to know it but it's been my personal experience that I don't discover God's will unless I seek it unless I seek his face I seek his heart I seek him then I discover through a period of, of a season, you know what I mean? It's not always instant, although sometimes it is, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Especially in emergency situations where you need uh, you need something from God right away, and God will reveal to you His will. And and sometimes I just flat out ask Him.
0: Yeah, so Chris, one thing that just popped into my head, actually, is you told me a story one time, um, and it was a story about how you— would pray, God, what's your will here? What do you want me to do here? And I thought it was interesting because before you told me that story, I had never really heard anybody say that they prayed before they prayed. Yeah. Um, and like we said, you know, if you're a non-believer, you're probably thinking like, what the heck?
1: The you prayer before, before the yeah, prayer. Yeah, the prayer
0: before the prayer. That's probably, you know, <laughs> God knows what you're going to want to say. So why are you going to say that? Um, but there is a really cool story. And um, I was wondering if you would share it with our audience about um, the woman in the hospital.
1: Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, so a good friend of my wife and me, uh, a woman who's uh, a woman of God, had a heart attack on Route 40 in Mays Landing, kind of close to the Hamilton Mall. And she went out with uh, oxygen for, they said, an estimated 15 minutes, which if that happens to you, there's not a good chance your brain surviving because your brain gets starved of oxygen. And so they brought her into the emergency room on Jimmy Leeds Road there in Galloway, the mainland hospital. And she had the classic uh, look of somebody who was brain dead because her hands were curled and her feet were completely curled in towards her body.
0: Right, because all the the blood is being rushed to your brain, right? So it's like- an oxygen. Yeah, an oxygen. So it's getting pulled from your limbs. Getting pulled. So what your limbs
1: do is an emergency mechanism that your body does, it curls. Right. And it's it's like getting everything. It's starving for oxygen. So it's sucking every orifice out of your body, right? So they came in and and there was a friend of mine who worked, had to be working that day. He takes people off the gurney and stuff like that uh, in the hospital room and so he's literally working. So he said, doc, that's my friend, you know? And doctor's like, listen, I'm so sorry, but it's classic. I've seen this so many times, you know, working in the emergency room, the way her arms and the way her feet are curled in. And and I'm gonna tell you she doesn't have any brain activity. They they hook her up. She has no brain activity, just like the doctor said. You know he's the expert. You uh-huh. know, so I get there and we're in the hospital room, uh, or the the visited, We're a couple floors up in the visitation area with the family and friends, and you know, where everybody's sad. And the doctor actually comes in, and he says, "Listen, would you please contact all your family members and your kids and your children and let them know that." We have no brain activity. We just checked again. Her brain is dead. She went too long without oxygen. It's a result of that heart attack. And we're so sorry, but you're going to have to make arrangements. We don't know how much longer she's going to survive. And, man, you know, that's just like, bam, that's, that's hard to hear. So somebody asked me, well, would you want to go in and, you know, basically not pay your respects, but just say a prayer for her and for the family so, you know, me and my wife are like, absolutely. So we go into the room, and she's got all the machines on her, and you hear the beep, the classic beep, 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 the thing. And So I just take a moment. I'm looking, and i got to be honest with you. I was scared, all right? I was scared for her. I was scared for the family. I'm thinking the worst. But I pray, and I say, Lord, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do in this hospital room? And, TJ, I don't always hear the voice of God. I don't hear it audibly. You know what I mean? But I just sense God saying to my spirit, I want to heal her. And I don't always hear that. You know? So I'm like, wow. Because I was thinking another way. I was just thinking she lived a, you know, a good life and it's over now. You know what I mean? The doctor said she has no brain activity. The machine said she has no brain activity. But right, there's I, no coming back from that. There's no coming back from that. But I went with what I thought sensing in my heart that God said on this one I want to heal her so I, I grabbed her I grabbed my wife I'm praying I'm like Lord I pray that you heal her in the name of Jesus I pray that you lift her from this bed I pray that you do something miraculous here in Jesus name you know uh do a miracle here Lord raise her and heal her bring her brain activity back and you know whatever I can think of the pray, right so we pray and we leave nothing two days later she opens her eyes in the hospital room and asks for her cell phone. Anybody got my cell phone? It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it is it's just incredible. From there, she got even better and better and better. She got released from the hospital. We had this big thing at, at church where everybody got on stage in and, and a big old circle. And wow. it just is amazing celebration. And it was an incredible answer to prayer. Blew everybody away, including me. And it just showed that, you know, hey, when God sets out to do something, you know what I mean? He can do anything because He's God, and so it's it was just powerful, powerful.
0: Wow, that is unreal, man. And that, that is just such an awesome story about, hey, how do you know you're in the will of God? Pray for it.
1: Pray yeah. to know the will of God. What, what you know? Why not ask? Yeah. Why you not? Know, what do you have what to What is least? your will here? You know, sometimes people say, well, you already know God's will because it's written. Okay, mm. but I'm still going to ask Him. I, I'm in the habit of asking them questions and things. I like talking to God. You know, it's not something I have to do. It's something I get to do. So I want to say, Lord, what do you want to do here? And then, I, and then I just try to discern. So knowing if we're in God's will or not, it's really full circle,
0: right? It all comes back to what? Prayer. It all
1: comes back to prayer. Because
0: you said... It's you have to seek God's face to know if you're in God's will. So you right. have to you have to have a relationship with Him. You have to know God as a father, and right. then you'll start to know His will. So how do you how do you have a relationship with God? Well, it comes from one of two ways, right? Getting into His Word right. and, and, prayer, and prayer, talking to Him like a Father.
1: Right, right. the one two punch. One two the, punch. The baby. word of God and prayer. I mean, man, you want to talk about two powerful things. And yeah, you discover God's will, right? Through through reading His Word. And you also discover, you know, the combo of reading his word and prayerfully considering things, you know what I mean? So it's it's so important to know God's will in a given circumstance, you know what I mean? Because and if you don't know it, I know God only. There's one prayer that I always see, though, that gets answered a lot is the prayer of direction. Mm. You know, Lord, give me direction. Which way do you want me to go? Right. You know, I'd rather not just go on my own. I want to be led by you. So I, you know, I tend to see God answer that prayer for other people, you know, for job or, or, you know, should I, should I be involved with this person? Should I, you know, if people say, hey, why don't you come to business with me or whatever it may be, you know, flip this house with me or whatever. Well, first, if you want to, if you want to, you want to be safe and you want to be successful in any area of your life, you should always say, Lord, what is your will? Because it can look like gold. It can look good. But I want to know God's will. And I know that if you, uh, Hebrews 11, 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God, and those who diligently seek him, right, shall be rewarded. God rewards those who diligently seek him. So if you're diligently seeking God to know his will, which Ephesians says, don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, meaning God's not going to hide it from you. But but I want to stress that it takes diligence, pursuit to know God's will. But once you know it, oh man, you got you got something powerful there because you got a promise that comes behind it. If you pray anything according to my will, I hear you, First John 5, 14. So it's worth the time to find out what God's will is in a situation.
0: Yeah, and going back to what you said about praying for direction, um, as a 29-year-old, it's a very common thing in being involved with the young adults here at Coastal Christian. It's a very common prayer that I hear or like when I ask people, yeah, how can I pray for you? their response usually is, Oh man, I just need direction. I just need God to give me direction and where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do. And I think a big thing for that is do you just want direction for the sake of having direction because you want to know what's good Hmm. for you, like how you are going to succeed or do you truly want direction from God? Do you want God's direction? And I think really what has to come before that is humility. You have to humble yourself and say like, God, I don't care about me. Like, I don't care. Like I only want to do something that glorifies you. Um, and but, if that's the case, then God's going to give you his direction, right? Because yeah. like you said, it glorifies God.
1: Right. So, yeah. No, I agree with you.
0: And that's the same thing as you were saying. That's stepping into his will.
1: Yeah. It's so powerful to live that lifestyle of praying about everything. And, you know, when people hear that, a lifestyle of praying about everything, they they might be thinking, oh, well, you're praying for, you know, to purchase this home, or you're praying for this. no. Praying about everything means just what I'm saying. Praying about everything. Rather be praying for a sick person before you actually say the official prayer that you're gonna pray over that person. I'm in contact with God. Lord, this is your person here. You, know, you sent me here. You've anointed me for this task. What do you want to accomplish here? Because I want to see your will done on earth as it is in heaven. You know. Well, how am I gonna do that? I gotta, I gotta walk in the will and discern the will of God daily. You know what I mean? So. Right.
0: Yeah. And if you're a non believer out there, that probably sounds weird to you. Like, if you're praying about something to God, like, God, how do you want me to pray about this sick person in the hospital? We're like, God already knows. So, like, what do you need to pray about it again for? You know, that's what right. a non believer would think, I feel like.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right about that. But uh, it's, you know, I would liken it to uh, a father who's a carpenter, right? So you're working for your dad because my brother's a carpenter and I've worked for my brother. And he's 16 years older than me, so uh, there's quite a spread between me and him. And and I'll ask him when I'm doing a job for him. You know, well, what do you want? To, what do you want to accomplish here? You know, what do you want me to do? Could you explain it to me again? Because I want to get it right. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to ruin the lumber, or you know, f- which I've done. Uh, so I want to get communication with my brother, who's the owner and the operator of this construction company. What do you want to accomplish here? You know, with this door, or well, how do you, How should it look? And my brother, man, I'll tell you one thing about my brother, he's a sweetheart, right? My brother Pat. Anybody who knows my brother Pat knows that about him. And he loves the Lord and he prays about everything too. And uh so he will who'll guide me with love and like he doesn't get mad. I got another brother, he gets mad, right? He's a carpenter <laughs> too. But my brother Pat he doesn't get mad. He's like, you know, I, I wanna I see it like this and looking like this and oh man, Pat, I messed that up. That's all right, we'll fix it. Here, try it like this. And here use this tool to work better for you. It's the same with God, you know, and much more, you know, like if you're asking God for direction, he's not saying, what are you asking me for direction again for? You know what I mean? Matter of fact, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible in James, that talks about wisdom. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask of God who? gives it to you liberally without reproach, meaning God is never going to get tired of you asking for wisdom. He never gets tired of you praying to him. He never gets tired of you asking him questions. You know, why is the sun so bright? It doesn't matter to God. He's in love with you. So he wants to commune with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. You're not going to bother God about minuscule things. You know what I mean? If you're struggling at home, hanging a door, you can't seem to get it level. You're using shims and whatever else, right? Listen, there's no, God says, hey, I'm here. You know what I mean? I'll help you with that door. And me, my love has grown so much for the Lord by my golf swing because I spent numerous hours on a golf course just talking to God with deer running out through the woods and sometimes nobody on the golf course but me and God. And I'm like, Lord, why does that ball hook like that? or why, does that, why, why am I taking two foot of grass out and the ball's still sitting there by my feet? You know what I mean? And, and, but what I'm saying is you can do that with anything. You can do that, you know. You you do a lot of video. You can do that with video. Lord, what do you think about this video? You know, and so what's happening is you're developing a relationship with a father by asking him for wisdom and asking him for direction and asking him for things like that. It's it's a very powerful way to live the Christian life.
0: Yeah, and actually we see an example of asking for wisdom in the book of Solomon, right? Yeah. Because Solomon is like he's known as the richest or, you know, had everything on the planet. He's yep. the guy who had everything. So oh, yeah. he definitely God asks did. him, what, what do you want? And he said, give me wisdom. Mm. And then after that, he was not only known as a man who had everything, but he was also known <laughs> as one of the smartest men in That's the world. That's
1: right, he was. So
0: it, it's pretty cool that um, even somebody who like that, like Solomon, who's a king who has everything, can ask for wisdom and receive it from God.
1: Right, and God said, because you asked me for wisdom. I just read it recently. I'm going to give you both riches and wisdom yeah and and, you know he was both the richest man on the earth and the wisest man on the earth powerful you know so yeah good stuff i mean wisdom the bible says in proverbs uh above all things you desire nothing can be compared to wisdom and it also says about a wise person they can take a whole city you know like militarily you know what i mean you know like wisdom you just can't you can't put a price on it you know so it's good stuff and how do you get wisdom Comes from God, right? Right. So you, you gotta ask. Got to pray God, about it. You got to pray about it, you know. And and uh, yeah, man, it's just I love it.
0: It's full circle, man. Every time you got to pray about it. I feel like that's <laughs> going to be a, a thread throughout our whole radio show. It's like, I mean, it's in our title, for goodness sakes. But um, yeah, it's always going to come back to prayer. And um, I just love that with your illustrations it always comes back to prayer but what does it always come back to your golf swing praying for your golf swing yeah
1: you know and and it, that's just because i was amazed when it all went down you know here i'm getting preparing for a golf trip with 33 guys i don't really know how to hit the ball well you know you hack around and it's fun but it's not real fun when you're with 33 guys and you're and you're you you know you can't really accomplish anything uh because the ball's going into the woods and you know all these things right so I made a decision. I said, you know what, Lord? I'm going to seek you every single day till you change my golf swing. I'm going to ask you for wisdom. And I based it on a verse found in Psalm, Psalm 32, verse eight. I will teach you and show you the way you should go. With my eye upon you, I will guide you. So I stumbled across that verse. And then I stumbled into this whole new area about God that I didn't learn in church. You know what I mean? Or I never learned from anybody else. Just simply said, you know what, Lord? It says right here in your word that you'll teach me. I wonder if you'll go as far as to teach me my golf swing. And I refused to get a golf lesson, and I pursued God on it, and every day I prayed about it, and my golf swing kept getting better. Then I went on this trip that I was preparing for. I wound up shooting lower than 33 guys. One guy's dad is a golf pro. And uh, so they all wondered, what in the world happened to your golf swing? I mean, what did you do? You know what I mean? How could it have improved so greatly in such a short amount of time? We want to know because you went from shooting in the hundreds to the 80s. And they gave me a T-shirt and an award, little funny award ceremony. And it was all fun and games. But we're on the Cape May Lewis Ferry coming back home. And one of the guys snuck up to me basically. And I'm just looking over at the ocean and just enjoying a little moment. And he says, dude, who are you taking golf lessons for? Because basically I want to go to the same guy. I was like, bro, you really want to know? He's like, yeah. I was like, bro, I asked God to teach me how to hit a golf ball. And he, like, almost fell over the boat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's a Christian who goes to church who was like, I didn't even know you could do that. Like, who does that? Yeah. So I said uh, to my buddy, you know, you have the three daughters. You have three daughters. Would if, you, if your daughter came to you and asked you how to throw a softball, would you do it? He said, absolutely. I said, well, God's my father. And. I think what helped me, and this is going to sound crazy, but what helped me is the way I grew up. My dad was an alcoholic for a season, right? Ultimately, he got delivered from alcohol. But so when I came to know God as my father through Jesus Christ, when I was 30 years old, I surrendered my life to Jesus. Man, I gravitated towards God as a father. I was like, where have you been all my life? You know, finally, I got a father, you know? And so that's how I, my relationship unfolds with God. You know what I mean? But what I found out is you can have that. The guy down the street can have it. The person, you know, working a Wawa right now can have it. The person pumping gas can have it. The President of the United States can have it. It doesn't matter. Everybody can experience God as a father, but you got to go through Jesus Christ to get it done. Right. So it's really awesome.
0: Yeah, that is really awesome. And uh, thinking, you know, about your golf swing too, is word on the street, your daughter's a pretty good golfer.
1: Yeah, you know what? She is a pretty good golfer, and... uh my goodness, this past summer she started like a couple times, hit the ball by me, near me, and all these other things. And I was like, man, that's not cool. You know what I mean? But, yeah, uh, yeah. Because she's 14 and I'm 50. Right. And Yeah, she's, she enjoys the game of golf. And you know what's cool about that? We get to play golf together as a father and a daughter. Yeah. Which you know, is priceless.
0: Yeah, it just makes me think how cool it is because here it is, your heavenly father is teaching you how to golf. And now it's something that you get to enjoy with your earthly daughter.
1: Right. And I'm teaching her the same thing, you know, like, Hey, pray about your golf swing. Cause she'll ask me questions on the golf course.
0: Right. That was my next question. Does she also learn by praying about her golf swing?
1: She's a hybrid,
0: a hybrid. Nice. <laughs> I like that because Hey, she has a good father on earth and she has a good father in heaven. So what right. better way to be?
1: Right. Exactly. She's a hybrid. She'll ask me questions. She does get some golf lessons, but she also prays about it. Uh, When she remembers to, like, so I'll say, "Hey, did you pray about that?" She's like, "Oh, yeah, you know, maybe I should." So, uh, a couple times last summer, she she couldn't hit a ball, like she was struggling. You know, golf local golf course we were playing, and and uh, she told me she, she she did something different, and. I told her to do something different, and she refused to listen, hmm. right? She's like, no, I got this. I got this. And I think that's where we were, are with prayer sometimes. I got this. I got right. this. So finally, she struggled so bad. She's like, okay, Dad, what do, you, what, what do I got to do again? Because this isn't fun today. I'm like, just turn your grip a little bit this way. Man, she smoked the ball right after that shot. And she said this phrase. She said, what did she say? The lessons I used to hate I now appreciate. The lessons I used to hate, I now appreciate Did she really
0: rhyme like that? <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh man, and we she laughed. A we had a good time. It's like <laughs> I gotta
1: write that down. Yes, yeah, he pulled a mayor, Matt <laughs> Mayor. But uh, so that's true with the word of God. You know what I mean? It's true. The, the Psalm thirty two eight, which I cited, which says I will teach you and show you the way you should go. Well, you know what the next verse says? Psalm thirty two nine, don't be like a mule or a horse mm-hmm. that I gotta put a bit in your mouth and pull you. You know what I mean? So God's saying, Listen. Listen to me. Listen to my advice. Seek my face. I'll work on your golf swing. I'll work on your, your, you want to learn how to cook an omelet? I'll teach you. I'm God. I can do this. You know, if you want to do it on your own, then go ahead. But last week I mentioned a verse, Lamentations 325. God is good, not to the perfect, not to the religious. God is good to those who depend on him. So if you develop a lifestyle that depends on God, God's going to be good to you. Amen. Simple as that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. That's awesome. So bringing it back, like we said earlier, it really all comes back to prayer. Um, if you're not praying, you're not going to get answers to prayer. And to get answers to prayer, we decided there, there are hindrances sometimes. Sometimes you, you won't get answers to every prayer that you pray. You know, sometimes you're in the flesh. And That's what right. we discussed in the beginning is if you are praying and you're asking for something, it has to be in God's will. And right. how do we know we're in God's will?
1: Well, we have to, like we talked about, you got to seek Him. Diligently. You got to ask God questions. Is this your will? Remember I talked about my brother being a, you know, the owner of the business. Is this how you want me to do this door? Like, what do you want me to do here, Lord? What's your will here? Because if I know your will, then I know it pleases you, and I know that I have your support, I have your backing, because that's what you say in First John 5.14. If I pray anything according to your will, you hear me. So take the time to seek God and discover his will, and do it with diligence because Hebrews 11.6 says that God rewards the diligent. So, and you'll, you won't be wasting your time. If you feel like you're not hearing from God or you're not sure about God's will, about a job, a car, or whatever it is, take the time to seek God for his will. You know what I mean? Because it'll be worth it in the end. Hey, I just want to thank you for listening to our broadcast today. But I want to remind you, God doesn't want you worried about anything. He really wants you dependent on Him for everything. And how do you depend on God? Through the means and the mechanism of prayer. So I challenge you, start praying about little things and big things and watch God show up in your life. God bless you. Until next time. This has been the Worry Less, Pray More
0: Show. We want to thank you for listening today. If you'd like any more information on anything Chris is doing, you can visit worrylesspraymore.com. Or you can download the Worry Less, Pray More app available in the App Store and Google Play. Also, be sure to get a copy of Chris's book or download a free ebook from the website. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.